Hello and welcome to episode number five of Jonathan's Verdicts. I'm your host, Jonathan Simeone. The title of this episode is An Increase in Medicaid Spending is a Cut. The verdict for this episode is Medicaid spending will be cut drastically over the next 10 years and even more over the next 15 years. More information about the topics discussed in this podcast can be found on its show notes page. The show notes page can be found on my website, jonathansimeone.com. I want to begin with a brief discussion of how Medicaid is funded. Traditionally, Medicaid has been a joint partnership between the federal government and the individual state governments. The federal government's contribution to the individual states is currently controlled by the Federal Medical Assistance Percentage, or FMAP. Generally speaking, the more people in a state who live in poverty, the higher the federal government's contribution to that state's Medicaid program. The average FMAP contribution is 57%. Contributions currently range from 50% to 75%, but they can go as high as 82% of the overall cost of Medicaid. Under the Senate's bill, funding for Medicaid would no longer be based on a percentage of actually incurred Medicaid costs. Instead, the funding would be based on either a per capita funding scheme or a block grant funding scheme. Under a per capita funding scheme, states would be given a certain amount of money per the number of people enrolled in Medicaid. This means that the funding given to the states would have nothing to do with the actual costs of providing health care to people with Medicaid. Under a block grant scheme, the situation is even worse. There, funding would be sent to the states in a lump sum. It would have nothing to do with either the number of people enrolled in Medicaid, as is the case under the per capita system, or the actual cost of providing health care through Medicaid, as is the current Medicaid system. Under the Senate's bill, states could only request block grant funding for programs that provide health care to pregnant women and parents. Programs that provide health care to the blind, disabled, and elderly would automatically be subject to per capita funding. Changing Medicaid from an actual cost-based system to either a per capita or a block grant system is not the only way Medicaid funding would be cut by the Senate's bill. The growth rate for Medicaid as it currently stands is not fixed. That means the cost of Medicaid 
depends on the actual cost of Medicaid. Under the Senate's bill, Medicaid funding would be tied to the Consumer Price Medical Index, CPMI, until 2025. Beginning in 2025, Medicaid's growth rate would be tied to the Consumer Price Index, CPI. Traditionally, the CPMI has risen much faster than the CPI. This is because, and this is probably obvious to anyone listening to this, the cost of health care has traditionally risen much faster than has the cost of basically any other good or service. The Congressional Budget Office projects that over the next 10 years, Medicaid spending under its current form, where it is tied to actual cost, would increase on an annual basis by 4.4%. The CBO projects that the annual growth rate of the CPMI over the next decade will be 3.7%. The CBO projects that the annual growth rate of the CPI over the next decade will be 2.4%. That does illustrate the problem. Under the current system, the federal government reimburses the state based on the actual cost of providing health care to people through Medicaid. Under the actual pay system, Growth rate is expected to be 4.4% annually over the next 10 years. Under the CPMI, growth rate would be 3.7%. Under the CPI, growth rate would be 2.4%. Tying Medicaid's growth rate to either the CPMI or the CPI would result in a dramatic decrease to Medicaid funding. Interestingly, the House bill used CPMI plus 1% to tie Medicaid's growth rate. So the Senate's bill, in this respect, is substantially more dangerous and harmful than was the House bill. The switch from the CPMI to the CPI in 2025 was not an accident. It was a cold-hearted political calculation to delay serious negative consequences to the health of millions of Americans until several years down the road. The reason I say that is this. The news coverage right now is focusing on the Congressional Budget Office's projection that under the Senate's bill, 22 million people will lose health insurance. The Congressional Budget Office estimate only goes through 2026. By delaying a severe decrease to Medicaid's funding until 2025, the Senate is greatly reducing the number of people who will lose insurance under its bill. Unlike the federal government, state governments cannot run budget deficits. 
when Medicaid suffers a dramatic funding cut in the years 2025, 2026, and beyond, the states will have three choices to make up the shortfall. They can either raise taxes, take funding from other programs and switch it to Medicaid, or they can throw lots of poor people off of Medicaid. Which choice do you think many states will make? Thank you for listening to this edition of Jonathan's Verdicts. If you like the podcast, I would greatly appreciate your willingness to share it with your friends and family. You can reach me on Twitter at Jonathan underline Yuffie. That's J-O-N as in Nancy, A-T-H-A-N underline U-F as in Frank, I. You can visit my website, jonathansimeone.com. I would love to hear from you with any feedback you may have about the podcast. Thanks again for listening, and I'll be back soon with another edition of Jonathan's Verdicts.